Hello, everyone. I'm CNN national political writer Brandon Tinsley, in for David Chalian, and this is the CNN Political Briefing. Last Juneteenth, the country was in the midst of a national protest movement following the murder of George Floyd. One year later, on this special day, it makes a lot of sense for us to ask, what has actually changed over the past year? So today, we're going to walk through what Juneteenth is and what it means for Black Americans, some things that have changed since last Juneteenth, and what reforms are still unfinished. So first things first, what is Juneteenth? It's the holiday commemorating the end of American slavery more than two years after Abraham Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation. More specifically, the holiday commemorates June 19, 1865. That's the day that Union Army Major General Gordon Granger rode into Galveston, Texas, and told slaves of their emancipation. It will always be a day to remember the millions who died from enslavement in America, to remember the strength and the perseverance of those who survived and fought to achieve an end to slavery. So one way you could think of Juneteenth is as an occasion to reflect on the culmination of enslaved Black Americans' struggle for freedom. Many Black Americans and others mark Juneteenth, which is also called Emancipation Day, much like the 4th of July. There are parties, there are picnics, there are gatherings with family and friends. In 2021, Juneteenth comes as many people in the U.S. are waking up to the sobering reality that the liberation of Black Americans is woefully incomplete. But before we get to the work that still has to be done, and there's a lot, let's talk about some of the achievements that have been made on the racial equality front. First up is Juneteenth itself. On Thursday, President Joe Biden signed legislation to establish June 19th as Juneteenth National Independence Day. By making Juneteenth a federal holiday, all Americans can feel the power of this day and learn from our history and celebrate progress. And there won't be any waiting around for federal employees to observe the holiday. Most will be off today. And while this holiday certainly isn't going to change anything overnight, it will ensure that this important commemoration gets at least a little bit of recognition. Plus, let's not forget that when Biden was on the campaign trail, he pledged to create a cabinet that looks like America. I promise you, it'll be the single most diverse cabinet based on race, color, based on gender that's ever existed in the United States of America. And in a lot of important ways, he's followed through. For instance, earlier this year, he picked Lloyd Austin to be the Secretary of Defense. The Senate confirmed Austin, who became the first Black American to run that particular department. And a CNN analysis found that 50% of Biden's nominees for cabinet positions and cabinet-level positions are people of color. That figure includes Vice President Kamala Harris, who, as we know by now, is the first Black and South Asian person and first woman to hold that position. For comparison, consider that the Trump administration was only made up of 16% people of color. There have also been important cultural changes, changes outside of politics. Some Confederate statues have been taken down. There's increased awareness of how deep-seated racial inequality in this country is. And even some corporations showed support for the resurgence of Black Lives Matter protests last summer. Just by ordering the shakaroni, one dollar from each pizza is donated to Papa John's Foundation to support communities. Cobra Relief, the fight against racial injustice, Boys and Girls Club of America. On the more local policy front, 
the Minneapolis City Council voted to ban police chokeholds just one day after Floyd's memorial last year. And there were similar actions in cities including Houston, San Diego, and Denver. Also last year, the Louisville, Kentucky Metro Council unanimously voted to pass an ordinance called Brianna's Law, which banned no-knock search warrants in the wake of the death of Brianna Taylor, who was fatally shot during a botched police raid at her home. And then earlier this year, former police officer Derek Chauvin was convicted of the murder of George Floyd. We, the jury, in the above-entitled matter as to count three, second-degree manslaughter, culpable negligence, creating an unreasonable risk, find the defendant guilty. Though, of course, the jury's decision to convict Chauvin of murder and manslaughter is just the beginning of a long road to end abuse and mistreatment by law enforcement. But there are also important areas where this reckoning with racial injustice has fallen short. For instance, there are concerns that a Juneteenth federal holiday is just a hollow gesture, essentially an excuse for corporations to run new holiday sales and for society to feel less guilty. We've already seen similar talk and lack of action from corporations. Just think about how, while many businesses were very quick to promote the Black Lives Matter hashtag, they were still lacking in their lily-white boardrooms. Only four of America's 500 biggest companies have a Black chief executive. Plus, no police reform bill has passed, despite the deadlines that Biden and a host of other politicians have set. My fellow Americans, we have to come together to rebuild trust between law enforcement and the people they serve to root out systemic racism in our criminal justice system, and to enact police reform in George Floyd's name that passed the House already. Let's get it done next month, by the first anniversary of George Floyd's death. We should also note here that there is some hope coming from Capitol Hill that a deal on police reform is potentially coming soon. And of course, it's important to remember that just under a year after Floyd's murder, Dante Wright was shot and killed 10 miles away from where Derek Chauvin's trial was happening. These are just a few issues that at least make me wonder. One, how much does this country really value Black lives? And two, when and how will important cultural conversations translate into actual movement? So all that said, it's important to remember that it's early days yet. I wouldn't say that this is the third reconstruction, but we're having crucial conversations about issues such as defunding the police. These are conversations that we weren't having even just a few years ago. In other words, this isn't the end of the movement. If anything, it's just the beginning. That's it for today's special edition of the CNN Political Briefing. Thanks so much for listening, and please take a moment to be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to check out CNN's new newsletter about race and inequality, Race Deconstructed, which comes out every Thursday afternoon. CNN Political Briefing is a production of CNN Audio. Megan Marcus is our executive producer, and Haley Thomas is our senior producer. Our episodes are produced by Will Cadigan, Mimi Mutessa, and Eden Gedichu, and engineered by Francisco Monroy and Dan DeZula. I'm Brandon Tensley. David Chalian will be back on Monday.